Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Spring football continues rolling on both sides of the continental divide in Montana over the next few weeks. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At the University of Montana, the Grizz football team practices today, next Monday, and next Wednesday before putting a bow on the 15-practice slate with a spring game in Hamilton next Friday night. Kickoff of the spring scrimmage from Hamilton High School is slated for 6 p.m. Tickets are available online or at the Grizzly Scholarship Association office and cost $10. The action will also be broadcast on SWX Montana Television. Nuanez now will be broadcast here on ESPN Missoula and statewide on SWX TV from Hamilton from 4 to 6 p.m. leading up to the Grizz Spring Game. The Bobcats have several April weeks left to complete their spring slate. MSU second-year head coach Brent Vegan elected to start spring football after spring break. The Bobcats will practice three days a week leading up to their spring game on Saturday, April 23rd. That action will also be broadcast on SWX Montana Television. And finally, more transfer news out of the University of Montana men's basketball team as sophomore Robbie Beasley III has entered the NCAA transfer portal. The combo guard averaged 11.8 points per game last season and was Montana's leading three-point shooter for a team that finished 18-13 and 13 overall, including 11-9 and nine in Big Sky play. Beasley is the fifth player from the Grizzly roster to enter the portal so far this offseason. Joining graduate transfers Cam Parker and Freddie Brown III along with junior forward Kyle Owens and walk-on Jack Wetzel. My grid to 
What up, Montana? Welcome back. Duana's now ESPN Radio. Hope you're having a phenomenal end of your week. Happy Friday. Little Red Hot Chili Peppers for you coming back here into hour number two. Chili Peppers got a new album out. So uh, the, the playlist, as I mentioned before, curated by a couple of my good friends who I ran into when I was making the show last night. So thanks to Stoli and Finn for their uh, great uh, contributions here at ESPN Radio to Nuanas now and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Always one of my favorites. Love that they're still making music and producing great albums. And the new Chili Peppers album, it dropped today, April 1st. And that's not an April Fool's joke. That's a good one. So uh, go check it out. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the podcast. We talk some transfer portal. Of course, we did. We also talk some more Big Sky Tennis. As I'm broadcasting to you from Bozeman, we heard from Trey Morris, Montana State men's head tennis coach. Also talk some NCAA Final Four, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas. What are the storylines for each of them? And do a little prep extra, a little update on famous left hand, as well as a little update on some collegians who used to run track in the state of Montana. You can find all that on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the advocates as well as Blackfoot Communications. So my car drama continues, and I uh, still haven't had a car that's mine uh, since March 11th. I somehow have managed to functionally do my job and like go to multiple places that aren't Missoula. So that's fun. I just pulled up here today right before we were uh, about to record. I'm driving a – I borrowed my friend's early 2000s G-Wagon. I so love I'm, those. I'm really feeling like 50 Cent. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Lloyd Banks in there, you know, some G-Unit, really channeling my wow. inner gangster. And uh, today, I, you know when you turn off your car but you forgot to put it in park, it's just in yeah. drive and then yeah. like beeps at you? So I tried to do it and restart it, and then it wouldn't restart. So now I might be out it again. I might have ruined another car. I don't know. Maybe you just need to take the bus. What, see, that's my that's my question, though. What should I do? Chicken doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio, our good friend Carolyn in studio here on a Thursday. You're listening to this on a Friday as we are coming to you from Bozeman. The traveling radio show continues. We're going to get to that, too, because as people are listening to this, I'm going to be broadcasting from the Montana State tennis match, our first Ooh. time ever doing uh, tennis. Cool. I, it was no real... Uh, connection there other than like that was just going on so. just make sure everyone has proper tennis etiquette please that's I, I well these guys are like borderline pros so i think they'll be just well, fine i think if you remember if you were paying attention at all last week naomi osaka got heckled at that's tennis, right that's so. right that's right okay so then tell me this though uh i just bought a house last summer i have nowhere close to paid off my fancy but exploding car so uh, I think I'm, I think I'm having like just a dirt squirrel summer and just uh, you know walking around riding the ride bus and ride your bike. Okay, so but then tell me this: you're a salesperson. Yeah. How do I do the bike riding thing? My two biggest dilemmas are one, first like figuring out how long each route takes so that you're not just like horrifically late all the time. Right. Because if you just like schedule the nine thirty meeting and then you just don't really know, then you're gonna unless you like leave an hour early, you're probably gonna be late. But the other thing is. What happens when it gets hot? I know. Like, I can't really just, like, show up in the, the button down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, do I, do, like, do I ride in, like, a dry fit and then just, like, put a button down on right before I go into the sales place? Seems mm-hmm. like a really weird thing for me. Let's. Also, let's how do t- I go golfing? Because I can't just, like, ride my bike to the golf course with my clubs. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need a car. <laughs> but there are some ways. To, I mean, you could ride your bike here for your show and then home. Yeah. So we'll we'll get we'll get to the bottom of this. Don't worry. <laughs> the point is, I just was not made to have a car. So here we are, and uh, the saga continues. Yeah. So, so you're limping around. What's wrong with oh you? Oh my god, Coulter! 
I took <laughs> That's a nice necklace you have there, by the way. I made it. You did? Nice. Is it like Mancola? I don't know. I remember bought that these... game? No, oh. but I bought these. Remember the game you dropped the stones in the thing? It's very fun. No. You should play Mancala with your kids. Okay. They would very much enjoy it. Okay. I think they would fight over it, actually. It would be really funny. Okay. Anyways, looks like Mancala stones. Very it's nice not. Necklace. I bought these stones at Walmart in Taos, New Mexico, and made a necklace. Mm, Taos. Mm. In 2005. Maybe anyway. I, maybe I'll ride my bike to Taos because that's where I want to move. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so you're uh, limping so, around. My friend Paige said, you, I used to do ULA a lot, and she said, you've got to take this class at Vertex called Absolute Booty. Absolute Booty. That's what it's called. Yeah. Wow. And I was having so many thoughts about this phenomenon over the last couple of days, but I don't think I can share any of them on the radio. I don't even know where you're going with this. Uh, but you know, I don't know either. It is my. It is like twerking. So it's all these white women. It's like twerking. Literally, we go in. Who and teaches she, it? Some hilarious lady who is adorable. Because I know this other gal who is like a, she's like a professional twerker. Well, it's like teaching twerking this, clinics all this, the time. This gal, <laughs> this twerking. gal, I guess worked with the pussy cat dolls. I don't know. Basically, I had a question on them the other day. What happened to them? Well, I think they were they're gone. Well, they might be still in Vegas. So. I get why like the exterior girls went away because they were sort of just like a sideshow. But mm-hmm. the the front girl, what was her name? Nicole Scherzinger. She should be famous for. She is. She's on like okay. Mass Singer. Or I, I was Voice gonna say because she's she's, on she's got the whole thing. Yeah, she's on some show. She can sing. Know. She can dance. Right. She's the hottest she's girl I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this this lady. Basically, what I felt like was I was doing, you know, when you're at a professional basketball game or, at, you know, an, any basketball game and mm-hmm. like the cheerleaders come out and do like a, a crazy dance. Sure. That is what we were doing. Like they were. Mm. So it's like very choreographed. It's choreographed. I feel like this would be a big hit because there's a lot of uh, women that loved. And my mother's a big dancer. It was dancer. packed. The yeah. class was packed. Yeah. It was fun. But I was just like, I am so white and I am so old. <laughs> and all I could think of was that this was my son, my high school kid's worst nightmare. Oh, man. A bunch of old white women twerking. And then I thought, <laughs> this is Coulter's dream come true. Oh, yes, uh, for sure. <laughs> well, actually, I actually think that people dancing that aren't dancing flawlessly is very awkward. Oh, you, I looked like such a dork. One, but, of my, one of my biggest perceptions coming back from the NCAA tournament is one of the great parts of the NCAA tournament is you get, you get to see all the exterior parts about a school. Because mm-hmm. it's not just the basketball team. Like, I have such an intimate knowledge of the TCU bands now because right. we sat right next sat to them. Right by them, yeah. And they were so funny. I was talking to the kids. I'm like, what's it like to get in the TCU band? Like, this is super competitive. You have to be on a full ride scholarship. Like, this is like wow. big time. But they have to, they like, scan you to make sure you're super into sports to be in the marching band too. Sure. So you have to be like the super fan. But my number one takeaway was, and and this is something that maybe isn't talked about enough in, in Missoula in the sporting scene, the Sugar Bears, the dance team for the University of Montana, I have always said is one of the best I've ever seen. And they're consistently so good every single year. That not only are the girls cute, but they also have like, they're just so tight in their dance moves. And like, if you know dance, because my mother's a, a dancer, that's what she always was. And I have analyzed this a lot. Montana's dance team is, I saw Arizona's dance team, TCU's dance team, Notre Dame's dance team, uh, Alabama's dance team, Texas Tech's dance team. Montana's is way better. So I thought that was cool. That was yeah. a good, a great testament to the University well, of Montana. Well, maybe I'll start the senior bears. <laughs> and we'll just senior have a big bunch bears. of old ladies out there twerking. Oh, man. I can't wait until the day when somebody says that sugar bears is offensive and then we get canceled. Oh, God. Because this has got to be coming. It's sort of like when they took 
sugar smacks off the shelves and replaced it with honey smacks to make it sound healthier. <laughs> right, so maybe right, they'll right. just call them the honey bears. <laughs> that sounds more offensive. That's though. pretty good. Okay, so you're twerking along. You're doing your uh, dance class. It's fun, um, but I looked like a big dork. I feel like though, if I were in a, in a club, I could have. <laughs> I would have like twerked more. I felt very self conscious. Okay. I'm really. I'm not a twerker. What's but, the uh, What's the lighting like? Well, that's the other problem. It it's is a little bright. We got in there and it was dark, and then she turned on the lights up to like kind of talk yeah. about choreography, yeah. and I was like, "Can we just turn this yeah. down?" I think I would have been happier with with it being darker in there because mm. I didn't. I did not also like looking at them in the mirror mm. as I was trying to do mm. these dance. Here's the bottom line: it was such a good workout because you yeah. were down in these like low squats. Yeah. Like shaking Glutes. your bod. Yep. And I cannot walk today. So, and that is to me the sign of the best workout ever. <laughs> Gotta love it. She does no sports. ESPN Radio, good friend Carolyn in studio with us. Okay, last thing on this before we get into actual some okay. sports stuff. I think that it's so funny because my brother and I, because, because of our horrific luck coming back from Boise, our car exploding, all these things, we've been having this sort of funny tongue in cheek text thread. Uh, about our podcast, uh, our, our, our a future podcast that is titled Nothing is Getting Better. Mm-hmm. And we're adding all these different things like nothing's getting better. None of the fast food places are getting better. Gas prices aren't getting better. Cars aren't getting better. Whatever. But uh, we always, whenever we come up with something that has gotten way better, we always like text each other like, man, I figured out something that's gotten way better. Um, but then I was also thinking about, I was sitting downtown with two of my dear friends that have been my friends since I was uh, young. One I've been friends with since I was six, and one I've been friends with since uh, early college. Uh, both girls, both now in their uh, mid-30s. Uh, one's like 36, one's 37. And they both look exactly the same as when I knew them in college. And you know, the one I've known since she was six, she's looked the same since high school pretty much. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking – about that is one of the things that has gotten the most better in the world is women just like take care of themselves so well that they yeah. look so good for so long. Yeah, agreed. And then I was like at my cycling class, I'm like, man, every girl in here looks great. Yeah. No matter if they're 22 or 55, like everybody looks looks so good. So I that, agree. That has gotten a lot better. That's true. The way people take care of themselves. Yeah. The, the science and the uh, the science and the uh, sculpting behind the health. Like back in the day, in your high school class or your you know whatever, there's always one friend with a hot mom. Right. And now I feel like all everyone has hot moms. Both my friends I was with are both single, not married, no kids. But I was also thinking if those ladies had like 10-year-old kids, everybody would be like, who are those ladies? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like they are way hotter I mean, than no our moms I mean, no one thinks their own mom is hot. Right. Or anything. I mean, maybe gr- girls might be like, yeah, my mom's pretty hot. But like sure. my boys think, I, think I'm disgusting. <laughs> they think I'm like Jabba the Hutt. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I am a hot commodity. The allure continues for all the people that have never seen the chicken does no sports. Really hot mom here on uh, Nuanas. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I don't know if you heard about the big fight this weekend. Uh, there was a big fight. Okay. Well, of what? Will Smith versus Chris oh Rock. Oh, my gosh. We we did a lot on this, actually. Uh, a lot of our... Uh, um, what do you, How do you say? Not casual listeners, because there's a couple people that listen quite often that just aren't... We have a couple people I know that listen a lot, mm-hmm. that listen because they're friends with us. Uh, friends they, of the show is what we like to but call But they're not them. even friends of the show. They're just friends with me and Andrew. Oh, and okay. they don't really even care about sports. They just think it's funny that we're on the radio and yeah. they just like listen to us. But they gave us rave reviews for our Chris Rock and Will Smith okay. take, but I can't wait to hear yours. Well, 
I mean, I have a Were lot you of watching tea. live? No, I wasn't. Um, my brother texted me and said, oh, my God, did you see what just happened? So I had got done with golf. I walked in the house, and it had happened literally 30 seconds before it had happened. And Andrew's sitting at the table, and his jaw is just on the floor. He's like, dude, you got to see this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, they're not going to replay it on the Oscars, but like, just sit here for like a minute. It'll be yeah. on Twitter. And then he like shows me. I was like, what just happened? Yeah. Well, so we all know what happened, so we're not going to get into that, although I think Will Smith was completely in the wrong, and Chris Rock's joke wasn't even that bad, and people need to chill. But there's Have you a seen com- the new video that is, uh, that is surfaced of Will Smith in the early yes, 1990s on, on Arsenio, Arsenio Hall? Yeah. yeah. Making fun of Arsenio's bass player for being bald. Right. I will say one thing. There is a deeper issue than that alopecia joke or that bald joke. I personally think Chris Rock and Jada had something going in the past. Well, isn't that the whole thing? Hasn't Jada had something going with everybody? Don't they have like an open marriage? Yeah, but I'm not. I just think there's there's just bad blood there anyway. But this is not what I want to talk about. What okay. I want to talk about is there's a company called Slap Fight. <laughs> there's and a company for everything these Slap days. Slap Fight um, made an offer to Chris Rock and Will Smith to slap it out. So, as what do you a, mean? They like administer slap fights. Yes. So you can you can just challenge someone to a slap fight. Well, no slap. I think it's sort of like a you know what normal boxing would be, where they put it together. You know, they put together a fight and then yes. you slap it out. So I can just call these people in and say I want to challenge this person. Yeah. Wow. I'm waiting for Logan Paul to come along and do that. But yeah, they have not um, responded. So I'm not sure if they will, but I thought that was hilarious. Like, that, why, why not? What does it cost as well? I want to know. Well, I think they pay. I mean, they would pay Chris Rock and Will Smith to slap it out. Each person would get paid. Like, yeah. a, like a purse. Yeah. Okay. Like in boxing. This is legit, man. I don't think Chris Rock wants any of that smoke, unfortunately. I don't think so either. Will That's Smith is huge. Also, I mean, is he like 6'3"? And he's also trained to be a fighter in multiple movies. He's also got a lot of slap in him. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of anger, obviously. Yeah, so, yes. no. I don't he did think... not look well to me. No, I know. He's and kind I... of been unwell, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't like, hasn't he kind mm-hmm. of been teetering on the... Yeah, I'm worried about Will. I think he's because he's he needs to move... Uh, no, nah, we don't need to get too yeah. deep. No, I mean... He needs to move into the next phase of his life, right? He was mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince, which was like... so He was so great at Like, he was the happy-go-lucky hip-hop guy. Yeah. And then he was like the action star. Welcome to Earth. Now he needs to be like the... He's old guy now. He needs to be the old guy. He's... It's a tough transition. It's a, Yeah. I don't really want to get into it because it's... it's. Uh, I could go on for hours Do you love this. Will Smith? No, I used to really like him. And then in the last few years, I've been thinking like, something's up with him. He's just not... I don't know. It's like he's trying what, so hard to put on this persona now. Well, I think this is what happens when you're fam- too famous for too long. Yeah. You can't really sustainably be famous for 30 plus years. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the Red Table talk with uh, he and Jada when she it came out that she was with like their son's friend who was like 20. Oh, yeah. And he just looked like a broken, broken man. And I just felt really bad for him because I think he just wants to keep his marriage together and he'll just do whatever it takes, I mean, you know, like slap Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars. Maybe open marriages aren't the greatest idea. I don't know. I'm going to say they are not. <laughs> I just am going to go out on a limb here. I've always thought this. this is like the dumbest thing ever. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's cool. You're just, yeah, you and my wife are hanging out. Probably not. No, no, <laughs> not good. Not good. 
Um, you heard it here first, folks. Slap Open fight. marriage, not good. So slap fight, we'll see. Um, moving on. Chicken so. doesn't know sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We're coming to you live from Bozeman here on your Friday. But our good friend Carolyn in studio with us here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on a Thursday. All right, what else you got? So this kind of fires me up. Um, Egypt was playing Sen- Sen- Senegal. Senegal, yeah. Senegal for the World Cup qualifier. And during um, a PK, the Senegal fans shined laser pointers in the face of the um, player trying to shoot his PK. Okay. He obviously missed. I mean, if you see the video or the picture, it is... How many laser pointers are we talking about here? I mean, his entire face is lit up green, which means Mm. there had to have been like a thousand in his eye. I mean, I just think that is so wrong that they allow that. And I... I I know during like free throws during basketball, like they do, you know, distracting things and stuff like that. I just think that's totally wrong. Um, the distractions, waving things in the background, fine. But a laser pointer in someone's eye, I feel like is is just too far. Can't you like burn the retina and stuff too? Like is Probably. Early? I mean, and the poor guy, he biffed it. Like it wasn't even close. Like, I mean, and he's and then they lost. And I just think that that was really wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it is wrong, especially because international soccer like that too. When you lose, um, it comes with like such crazy scrutiny, mm-hmm. man. Like the only thing that's more over the top with America. I mean, Americans go crazy when like their teams lose and stuff, but it's not even close to the level of like international soccer fans. Yeah. I just think it's a real bummer because these guys work so hard, and something yeah. like that just I don't know. I'm you know the mom in me gets really mad. Well, on the brighter side of things in terms of international soccer, the United States qualified for the World Cup. Last That's night. so exciting. So, is well, the World it's super exciting because last time they didn't qualify, and that was so dumb. Now, the World Cup was supposed to be in Russia. That's in Qatar, or also known as Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, how do you say it? Qatar. Yeah, me too. But the, all the pundits are saying Qatar, and that's what Andrew, our soccer aficionado around here, says too. Well, you say Qatar, I say Qatar, <laughs> other way around. Um, but wasn't it supposed to be in Russia? Um, wasn't there some Maybe, big, yeah. That, that could be true. I don't know. That's what I heard. And then um, it, they were moving it, obviously, due to the situation. Hmm. So is that this summer? Uh, it is in December. Oh. Because they have to have it in right. the, uh, the, summer, the summer of, of yeah. Qatar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That could be a movie, Summer of Qatar. Yeah, I've been really... Uh, I've been really sort of locked in uh, or debating this because I've heard all the people on TV saying Cutter. Andrew says Cutter. But my fourth grade teacher is one of my favorite teachers. Her husband worked uh, as a geologist, uh, much like your late father, uh, in Yemen and Qatar. And she always would tell us stories about Qatar. Qatar. So I knew about Qatar when I was like 10. And I'm like, you say it, Qatar. Well, no, you know, we, uh, we all called Kiev, Kiev, until we found out Ukrainians call it Kiev, and now we all call it Kiev. So now right. I have to call it Chicken Kiev. Oh, so it's Kiev, not, so the Great Gate of Kiev. It's, not the, it's Kiev. One of the first songs I learned on the saxophone, the Great Gate of Kiev. Wow. All right, so moving on. Um, the Dodgers had their spring training workouts in Arizona over the last couple of weeks, and uh, this fan of this huge Dodgers fan asked Cody Bellinger and Matt Beatty to sign their names on his arm. And then he, and he promised them he'd get it tattooed, which he did. 
And then Beatty got sent, uh, traded to the Padres the next day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but Matt Beatty offered to pay for, you know, it to get fixed with his new number on the Padres. But, you know, the Padres and the Dodgers are not, you know, they're pretty big rivals. So, well, for sure. They're yeah. in the same division. Yes. So uh, not sure what this guy's going to do, but a, another lesson, folks, don't tattoo your favorite, you know, athlete's number and team especially during spring training. You just don't know what's going to happen. Just don't tattoo anything for anybody. Well, there's that. If you're going to get a tattoo for a person, make sure they're dead and they ask you to get it. Right. Because then it won't be so regrettable. If it's a live person, it's probably going to be regrettable at some point in your life, even if it's your darling lover girl or whatever. I regret my 90s tattoos. You have tattoos. Oh, and they are so 90s, which are coming back, by the way. I have a a butterfly. (laughs) I have a daisy on my shoulder and a sunflower on my foot. I mean, it could not be more 90s. Man, these, but at least I didn't get a Grateful Dead dancing bear like half of my high school class did. These, I want to know what happens like when you get like the big tattoos, like the sleeves. Yeah. And then you just get super fat. Ooh. <laughs> what happens? Gross. <laughs> I mean, they just get bigger, I guess. Oh, man. Anyway. I'm no tattoos for this guy. Yeah, Dan, can't handle. My can't husband do doesn't have them either. I'm too scared. I can't. I re- I regret all of mine. Well, I mean, they're funny. I have funny stories behind them, but yeah. they're still stupid. I'm way too crazy to ever like commit to anything, let alone have That's a needle true. stuck That's in true. me. Um. So last story of the day because I have to head to a meeting. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Tiger Woods might be playing in Augusta. Okay, so I want to know if his he's definitely playing in Augusta. I want to. He know, hasn't committed yet. Oh, well, he played at the course the he other day. He played at the course. I, yeah, he's such a prima donna. I know. God. He's for sure going to play. Right. Uh, I want to know, though, if his son's Twitter account is real. Why? What because is if so, he's such an awesome troll. Yesterday, Charlie Woods, if it is in fact is him. Is it verified? Well, yeah, but I want to know if it's actually him tweeting or oh. if it's Tiger Woods' like publicist. or Okay. Like, you know, Why? Any what did he of, say? He tweeted yesterday, just played 18 holes at Augusta National for the first time. It blows my mind that every pro in the world doesn't shoot under par here all the time because I shot a 69. It's like, shut up, kid. How old is he? Like 14. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. This top-level so, trolling, though, if he's like, hey, guys, if you can't shoot under uh, par, I don't know what to tell you. There's um, a lot of verified troll accounts out there. Um, so, like, it could be verified, but not him. Right. That's what I want to know. Is it like it could be a verified account that's like yeah, that's a, parody a parody of him or something. Yeah, there's some really good ones out there with like the Real Housewives. And I bet there's a good Chris Rock one right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if T- Tiger Woods is going to play. I hate that he's like. He's 13. Charlie Woods is 13. Yeah. I thought he was around my son's age. Um, I hate that he's like doing this like tease. Like, I'm, oh, we'll see. And like, just say you're playing or don't or say you're not playing. Like, what, what are you doing? This is what happens when you're a child star. You have to have this, the spotlight on you at all times. So stupid. I also think they have like crazy publicists that tell them that this is how they have to do it. Now, Did you ever watch Entourage? Yeah, I loved Entourage. So Shauna, the publicist, I always think of her in this like situation. Yeah. It's sort of that. Tiger, you have to like just play it up. You can't just tell them you're I mean, that's sort of playing. my dream job is to be a publicist. You would actually be phenomenal oh at that. Like if had I stayed in L.A., I would have definitely gotten out of this business and gone into Who would that. you be a publicist for? Who would be your number one celebrity clients? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, well, right now I would I would be Will Smith's publicist. and I have, He needs I have, it. I have a whole plan for him. I think you'd actually be better off being Jada's publicist. 
Yeah, but because then you could attack the Will Smith thing from the other perspective. Mm-hmm. It's going to seem disingenuous. For I Will. think actually, what I would do is be a publicist for comedians because comedians mm. really have it hard right now because they are not allowed to be funny because everyone gets offended by everything. It's the stupidest thing that ever happened. And so I feel like my dream job would be being a publicist for comedians to like encourage them to continue to be funny mm-hmm. and like try and fight this cancel culture. This is like the, you still need to watch the shop. You're going to love it. Okay. You got to watch just the one with Jamie Foxx. It's so good. The shop. With okay. LeBron James talk show on HBO. Okay. It's great. Okay. Uh, but the one with Jamie Foxx is so good because he talks about this. They start, LeBron starts asking him questions like, what was it like for you when you first started doing stand up?" He's like, man, I used to like drink a bunch of brown liquor and, smoke some whatever and then get up there and just make fun of people. Now yeah. I get canceled. That's yeah. So it's true. so true. I mean, you can't even, uh, well, yeah. So, um, I, that's probably my dream job, right? Would we, it would be to help counter cancel culture. That was, it's a great job. Thank you. I think that you could make a lot of money on this. I'd probably get canceled over it because <laughs> everyone is ridiculous. Uh, two, uh, I had, I got to think of the other thing. I had two more things for you before we let you go. Oh yeah, I got them. two more things. One did very quickly. Did you see that Donald Trump proclaims that he hit a hole in one the other day <laughs> and then he issued a press release Wow. Uh, about his own hole in one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I won't read the whole thing, but the, uh, he, he was playing with Ernie Els, who's a former major championship winning golfer. And a couple other prominent golfers, but the uh, the last line, he says, he says the match was between me and Ernie against Gene, Mike, and Ken. I won't tell you who won because I'm a very modest individual, <laughs> and he will say I was bragging, but I don't like people who brag. This is after releasing a freaking press release about his hole in one. That's hilarious. And did he say me and? Me and. I mean, hello, grammar check. God, that's awful. <laughs> oh, it's too good. And then the last one is Stay you're, humble. You're, uh, you need to watch the shop or your other okay. homework assignment on HBO. I know you never watch my uh, sports homework assignments, but this is you're going to love this because it's not really a sports show. It's a drama. It just has oh, to do with sports. Oh, the Lakers one? You need to watch this. I know. I need to get um, HBO Max back. There's a, there's like a little about basketball, but it's mostly about no, the construction of like the Lakers in Hollywood. Like, no, right, I want to see the it. last it episode great. is just all about like the Laker girls and like how they decided to. Well, I'm basically like a Laker girl right. now. This so. is so funny because like you do you forget that as recently as the late 70s, there was either no cheerleaders whatsoever at NBA games, or they were wearing like full sweater dress sweatsuit like you know long sleeve varsity sweaters from the 50s or something hilarious like the lakers were like so risque for putting their girls in like skirts <laughs> well and then the then that the dallas cowboy cheerleaders Pretty became sure. a big thing so yeah, Laker girls i'm probably gonna audition for one of those soon if i can walk again <laughs> after you get done with your twerking class yeah gotta love it chicken doesn't know sports Either the last one of march or the first one of april but we're saying it's the last one of march because back next week we'll start giving you Vouchers to the AC Hotel, but thanks to everybody that entered our bracket challenge, presented in part by the AC Hotel, also the proud sponsor here of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, and uh, we have a couple $50 gift cards as part of our bracket challenge prize packages. That Those will be given out next week because the Final Four Saturday and the National Championship game Monday, so very much looking forward to those two events and uh, kind of putting a wrap on that, but thanks to the AC Hotel for contributing two $50 gift cards to our awesome prize packages. And back next week, we'll be giving out vouchers for cocktails at the AC Hotel. AC Hotel, downtown Missoula. You don't have to be staying there to go there. Go check them out. One of the fun places 
to hang out in downtown. Chicky doesn't doesn't know sports. Each Friday here on Nuanas Now. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. There you go. Chicky doesn't know sports with our good friend Carolyn. Back with more giveaways from the AC Hotel next Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Terry Hauser, the head coach of the state champion Class B Three Forks Wolves, joins us next. Keep it right here at Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Can we try and take the high? What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Appreciate you being here with us on a Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal day. If you don't see me on TV, it's because I'm not in studio. I am here. I'm actually standing on the sideline of Bobcat Stadium. About to give a talk to the Montana State football team here in about half an hour. So very much appreciate MSU and uh, particularly head coach Brent Vegan and sports information director Bill Laberty for inviting me over. Talk some media procedures and uh, help these guys get prepared for their interviews and things like that. Uh, open invite to the University of Montana if they'd like to do something similar. Love to do it, and uh, maybe I'll run it by those guys too. But uh, always fun and uh, shouldn't be too complicated. But always love just uh, getting everybody all on the same page. We have been diving into the state championship coverage for the last couple weeks uh, coming out of winter sports because we were in Boise and then San Diego covering all the madness of March at the collegiate level and uh, weren't able to make any of the state tournaments in person, but we've been doing some interviews uh, rounding up all these state champions from across Montana high school hoops. So here is the latest interview in that series of interviews. Well, happy now to continue our coverage of high school state championships. There were so many of them, and for the first time in my memory, 15, 16 years covering sports in Montana, pretty much all of the classifications were the same weekend, and they all also happened to be the weekend we were gone in the Big Sky Tournament in Boise, Idaho. So we've been making the rounds, catching up with different subjects from across the prep basketball landscape here in the state of Montana. And now, here on Nuanas Now, happy to continue that coverage with Terry Hauser. He's the head coach of the Three Forks Boys basketball team. They won the Class B title for the first time in 21 years a few weekends ago in Bozeman. Terry, thanks so much for joining us, man. Congratulations, and uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, back on the grind, you know. Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago, so now I'm looking to next year. <laughs> 
well, that is such a, a coach's mentality, and that's the way sports work all the way around. But uh, when when it fir- when you guys first won the state title, you did it in Bozeman, a town that I know you're very familiar with too, in front of such a great crowd and all that. I mean, how long did it take to, to set in that, that you had helped lead Three Forks and that your boys had accomplished such a, an awesome state championship run? I think it was kind of almost a week-long process of it all setting in, you know. It kind of was so surreal in the moment, you know. So it just, you know, we got on the fire truck, and that was a surreal moment. And, you know, then you're just looking at the trophy every other day or whatever it may be. And it just kind of seems like it kind of just took about a week until it all just I kind of smiled and was like, wow, what a what a crazy run it was. <laughs> No doubt. It was so fun to cover and follow Class B basketball this year because there was just such a tremendous group of of young men playing in the Class B ranks and some of the great storylines in the state, uh, honestly, at at any classification. But one of those storylines involved Lodgegrass. It was the two-time defending Class B state champions and uh, you're one of the great Native American teams we've seen in recent years. And uh, Damon Grovan, a a record setter, breaking Elvis Olbull's records, all, all these cool things. But well, you guys had sort of this this moment where you you needed you were kind of facing it right you lose to three forks uh, in in the semifinals of the district five B tournament and then you play Lodge Grass in the divisional title game so just take us through that moment in your season because it seemed like that was maybe a, a tone setter and kind of a, a turning point for you guys going into the state tournament. Um, yeah, so you mentioned us losing. Uh uh, Friday night um, in the district tournament. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, when he has lost to to uh, Jefferson. Boulder. Yeah, we lost to Jefferson. Um, well, that 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 night, I'm not going to lie. I mean, a lot of us were, were down in the dumps, including myself. Um, you know, you almost think life's over when you when you take a, a, a tough loss like that. Um, but you know this this sun comes up the next day and, and you get ready to go the next day all i was trying to do is just be as positive as possible smiling on the bus a lot trying to get them comfortable and relaxed and uh it, it took about a half until they got relaxed and then we, we battled through a couple games in districts and you know uh, one thing I, I kept saying is until state it's just all about moving on we, we just got to keep moving on um no matter how we go about that and we definitely made the road a little tougher we had to play wednesday night in a playing game against Cole Strip, who is always solid. I think they've we've played them four times, I think, in the six years I've coached in the divisional tournament. Um, so th- that wasn't an easy game either, you know. And, and then we won in overtime on Thursday against Columbus, a very good Columbus team who's ranked in the top three all year. And then we got to play Lame Deer in the semifinals, in which we played probably the best game we played all year. Um, kind of took it to them ran them to death, and I think just kind of shocked them, to tell you the truth. Because uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Lodge Grass, Lame Deer, even Columbus got some talk. We were kind of in the back burners a little bit, which was kind of nice to go in there and surprise people. And then, yeah, we got we got to play Lodge Grass in the, in the divisional championship at the Metro, you know, where, where they're very familiar. I think they played six or seven games there. For sure. And, boy, they, they bring a crowd, you know, and it's so much fun playing them because – They'll bring two thousand people to the game, and they'll be whistling and, and hollering. It's it's just a heck of an environment. I love playing them. Um, and uh, our kids weren't ready at first. They they pounced on us right away. The crowd got involved, and I, they 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 relaxed finally, kind of got in the groove of things. And uh, we we battled back. We were down about thirteen, 
got it within, I think, eight or seven at half, and then closed the gap. We tied the game up, never did lead, um, and then just fell short. Uh, but I, I told him, I, I was like, hey, man, we get a chance at them in Bozeman. It could be a little different. We'll have a bigger crowd. It's more more advantage to us, kind of closer to home. You know, I, I kind of told them we, we kind of played them on their home floor a little bit, you know, something they're they're a little more familiar with than us. Um, unfortunately, we, we didn't get the chance. I did, I did want to play them again, but they fell short in the semifinals against Harlem. And and the whole narrative there was so fascinating, too, just watching Harlem and Lodgegrass in that semifinal as well. But before we get to that, Terry Hauser joining us. He's the head coach of the Three Forks boys basketball team here on Nuanas Now. They were recently the winners of the Class B state championship in boys basketball a couple weeks ago, claiming that championship in Bozeman. And, Coach, you mentioned how there was a lot of teams that got a lot of talk and a lot of hype around the state this year, and maybe your team was a little bit more under the radar, but it seemed like you guys embraced that. So is that something you talked about with your kids, and is that something your kids kind of embraced was just sort of, uh, hey, maybe we're not getting as many headlines as Lodgegrass, but we're definitely a contender, somebody to be reckoned with? Yeah, um, we, we talked about that. We also talked about having a target on our back, at least in our area. Um, I think a lot of people in our area knew we were going to be good, so we definitely had a target on our back with teams in our conference that really wanted to get at us. Um, but, yeah, I think statewide, I, I think I think some people – it wasn't like we weren't getting any love or any, any talk. We were. Um, it was just more on, you know, Lodgegrass Lane there. They were just pounding teams all year, so so rightfully so. They, they got a lot of talk, but – yeah, we, we talked a lot about probably too much, and that might have been why we slipped up in districts and didn't play real well. Is look, we were looking ahead too much, and that was partly probably my fault because we definitely talked about Lodgegrass and Lane Deer throughout the year, you know, just hoping we got a chance to play them. Well, let's, let's go through the state championship game then. You guys with such a, an awesome performance in your 72 57 win. Over Harlem, the team that did eliminate two time defending champion Lodgegrass, and he had a couple. I guess several young men that stepped up in a big way, including Finn Tesoro. He had 28 points, 8 of 14 from the floor. And I saw a great interview with him on one of the TV stations where he was saying, yep, definitely the best game I've ever played. So that's pretty cool for uh, for a senior to go out on top like that, play one of his best games of his career in the state championship game. Yeah, he was, I mean, he kind of brought it the whole last two weekends. He played tremendous, especially the state tournament. He he was our leading scorer in the state tournament Um I think he, he was averaging divisional and state like 17 or something, 16, 17. Um, but we were sharing the basketball. I mean, we had different guys scoring, which is why we were dangerous. But, yeah, um, that championship night, he kind of took it upon himself to get to the rack. And he, I think he shot like 11 or 12, 13 free throws, something like that, um, which usually he, he kind of relied on shooting. He, 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 he was more worried about shooting threes. Um, and he was a dang good shooter, but. He was aggressive and attacked the rim like I've never seen before and something that our assistant coach was always hounding him about because he was, he was a point guard in high school, tremendous point guard. He was on the state championship the last time we won it in 2001. He was, he was the Three Forks' point guard. And uh, he, he just always telling him and Jacob Bukignani that they don't have to score. You know, you get to the rack and, and develop shots for, your, for other players, you know, and, and finish and get to the free throw line. You know, you don't have to just rely on threes and boy he took that to heart saturday night (laughs) 
Well, that's awesome to see. Um, definitely a tremendous effort all the way around. What else about your team, though? I mean, what made this group special? Because you know, third state title in school history, first time in 21 years at Three Forks, a state champion. So uh, how did this all come together? I know you've been there for a few years at Three Forks. What was the building process like, and how did it culminate in this awesome championship season? Well, uh, we had uh, Austin Allen and Owen Long have been playing shoot they i coached them in junior high because I, I double dutied um so i've had them since eighth grade pretty much they were our managers uh so they, they've been with me for five years so they probably knew me better than any player i ever coached um and then mikey odell and finn tesoro transferred in this year uh finn was recently at manhattan and mikey was in butte and they they'd always played aau with austin and owen so they always liked playing together and always talked about what if they played high school together, you know, and, and they kind of just made it happen. They're, they both moved out to three forks. And so at the beginning of the year, I knew we had a chance. I knew we had the, the chemistry. I knew we had the, the players to do it, but it was all about getting them to, to play for each other. You know, a, a big talk was selflessness, you know, becoming selfless. And it, it took some time. I always joked with other coaches that I need two basketballs out there in order to make everybody happy. Um, but but it was just it was a grind, you know. We 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 had a roller coaster of a year, you know. We took some tough losses. We always played good at home. Uh, we struggled on the road, and we kind of just put it all together that divisional weekend. They they started playing for each other in, instead of themselves, and it, that's that's why we did what we did. Terry Hauser joining us, the head coach of the Three Forks boys basketball team. They won the Class B State Championship a couple weeks ago at the Class B State Tournament in Bozeman. Three Forks defeated Harlem 72-57 for their first state championship in 21 years. And, Coach, I'm looking at a picture of you guys celebrating after the game, and it looks like you got uh, a pretty unique tie on. Well, what, 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 do you remember the tie you were wearing? Does it have any symbolism? Oh, yeah, that's my wolf tie. How Love it. Uh, yeah, uh, my wife actually got that for me last year. Um, so I, I, I try not to. I wore it on senior night, and then I wore it in the semifinals of the state tournament and then the championship in the divisional state tournament. I try not to wear it too often. I don't want to wear it out, you know. For sure, but kind special of, uh, occasions, have, especially when you're coaching wolf the Wolves, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I have some uh, Wolf socks that were kind of my good luck. I'm not going to lie, I did wear those two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Well, superstitions run deep, but if they culminate in championships, it's all good. Well, I want to ask you about the personal <laughs> side of this for you, because I know that uh, your brother, Taylor, had a little bit of a health issue before this happened, and, and he had to get life flighted to Salt Lake City. First and foremost, we hope he's doing okay. We hope he's healing up okay. But obviously, something that you're thinking about, something that's on your mind before that state championship game, and I know that happened just you know a, a few days beforehand or, or maybe even just a day beforehand. So how did that affect your mentality going into this game? How were you able to sort of focus on the task at hand? Um, thankfully, I, I, I have a faith in God that uh, can get me through times like that, and I'm very thankful for that. It actually happened the morning of the game. Um I was actually sitting down to uh, go over film and start my scouting report on Har Harlem, and I got a phone call about 10.30 uh, from my wife, kind of freaking out, telling me I had to go out to my parents' place where he was staying, where he lives. Um, and, yeah, I, I got there, and there was a hel helicopter in the parking lot, and 
my mom came out in tears and I was like, what in the heck is going on? And he was on the stretcher and they were putting him on the helicopter. So that's kind of how I started that day. And he got life flight to Bozeman first. And then they had to, he, he's diabetic and his blood sugar levels were really high. So they had to wait until his blood sugar levels got down and something was, I mean, I'm no, I'm no doctor. That's for sure. Um, but it was something with like the pressure of the helicopter. I had to wait to fly him to Salt Lake. So that, that whole day, actually, I was in limbo, not knowing really if he was surviving or not. They basically told us if he get, gets to Salt Lake, you know, he's going to be all right. He'll be able to get through the surgery, but there's a chance he might not. Um, so that, that whole day was rough. Luckily, I have, you know, great assistants. A couple of my assistants uh, did the scouting report for me. Um, you know, I showed up to the school at about 3 o'clock to go over it with them, and I was still a little too emotional talked to my kids and just told them that, you know, that's why we're a family and these, co these my assistants are going to take you through this scouting report. I'm a little too emotional right now. And I promised them that I'd be ready to coach them come tip. Um, and I didn't, I honestly didn't, didn't know, you know, how, how I was going to go about it. Uh, I was really emotional all day and told my assistants, you guys got to be on, on top of it. You guys got to be at your best. Cause I don't know that I will be, you know, and they kept telling me, yes, you will. Um, and about when I went in to, to get my tie on and get ready, got in the locker room, I pray, it took a lot of prayer. Um, and yeah, I just, it was really weird. I just became focused and all I, all I was thinking about is, is the game for the next two and a half hours until, uh, that buzzer rang and then it got pretty emotional. A lot of emotions came out of me, happy, sad. It was, it was pretty bittersweet. Well, it's amazing sometimes at our most trying moments when you can channel it, right? So, I mean, did, did you have that strange sort of uh, weird focus that sometimes you get when you're when you're sick or stressed out or feeling sort of uh, under the gun like that? Yeah, I did, and it was, you know, I was, I was afraid that the kids were going to be maybe too emotional too because we are pretty close-knit, and they were pretty emotional, you know, throughout the day, but it was almost a little extra motivation. I, I think those kids were that night, I don't know if anybody would have beat us. I mean, they played harder and with more heart than I see them play all year. And quite a few of them came up, gave me a big hug. And this one's for Taylor, you know. So there was a little extra motivation for us that night, which I think helped us out. Well, for sure. What a great story. And uh, as you mentioned, there's a GoFundMe out there for Taylor as well to help out with uh, any of that sort of stuff. So you can probably just go to GoFundMe and, and type in Taylor Hauser, H-A-U-S-E-R. Terry Hauser, the head coach of the Three Forks Boys Basketball Team, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And uh, last couple things for you, Coach. First of all, you mentioned you're almost already back into the grind for next year. But before we get to the future, what what will be your your uh, lasting memory of this team? I mean, what will we remember most about this last season, this group of guys uh, helping lead Three Forks to the state championship? I don't know if it's it's if it's one single thing. I, I think it's just a a group of a group of young men coming together at the right time and sacrificing them themselves for the greater of the team. You know, just the way they we went about it. You know, we took third at districts and second at divisionals and then first at state you don't see that very often um and it's just so it was just such a humbling year throughout the year you know with losing in districts like we did and having to come back and fight fight to get back into just to get to divisionals and move on um and then the way the kids just came together didn't 
didn't lose focus, didn't lose confidence. And, you know, there's, there's some moments that could have knocked us down and it didn't, it just built us up. And it was, it was just such a grind of a year in a roller coaster, including, you know, what, what unfortunately happened with my brother and the fact that we were still able to, one, I was able to go out and, and coach what I thought was one of the better games I've, I was able to coach and then the kids to fight and, and play with the effort and heart they did. It was, it was just a, I'll never forget it. It was, it'll be forever stretched in my memory, you know? Yeah, I love it. Well, that's what makes sports so great. It's what makes high school sports so great. Terry Howards is joining us here on Nuanas Now. And last thing for you, Coach, then you mentioned you're already working on uh, what's next. So I'm sure you got some camps on the horizon this summer and, and uh, all the way around. But what is the future for Three Forks basketball? What do you like about uh, what you have as a program moving forward? Well, what I like most is that everybody graduated a lot in our conference. Yeah. We, we graduated eight guys, but we had a sophomore that played that was our sixth man, and he, he was really good, Shane Williams. And then our JV team only lost, like, two games. So we'll be young, but I think I think by the end of the year we we could be competitive. I got a group of kids that really work hard, and, you know, to tell you the truth, they're a big reason that, that we did what we did because our our top-tier guys didn't didn't weren't able to take any plays off in practice because they were being challenged every single day by some kids that maybe could have played it a lot of different schools in class B ranks. You know, I probably had three or four kids that could have played at other schools in the, in the state. You know, we were just pretty stacked this year. Well, for sure, well, it should be exciting to follow. And uh, what an awesome run it was by the Three Forks Wolves. Head coach Terry Hauser here on Nuanas Now. And, Coach, thanks for sharing uh, the great memories, the great insight, and the congratulations again. Thanks so much for being with us here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Great stories, and uh, hopefully Taylor Hauser heals up. We appreciate Terry Hauser for sharing some memories from a couple weeks ago when Three Forks claimed their first state championship in more than 20 years at the Class B State Tournament here in Bozeman. That's where I'm at. One last deal to take you home. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on over the weekend and next week as well, plus a preview of the Grizz Spring Game in Hamilton. Keep it right here ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Everyone is now on ESPN Radio.
Montana. Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. If you don't see me on TV, it's because I'm not there. I'm here. Sunny Bowes with Montana. Actually broadcasting from the sideline of Bobcat Stadium. How amazing is that technology? Thanks for spending some time with us to end your week. Appreciate you being here. Miss anything in the show? We went all the way around the world of sports, talked some transfer portal, analyzed Robbie Beasley, Grizzman's basketball player, into the portal. Also heard from Trey Morris, the head tennis coach for Montana State. Talked some Final Four, Villanova, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. Tomorrow should be a fun evening of basketball. Gave you an update on famous left hand, the outstanding Native American basketball player from Hardin who's now playing at the United Tribes Technical College. He's a junior college All-American. So we'll see what that means for his future. Heard from Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, and a great interview with Terry Hauser, the head coach of the Three Forks Wolves, the Class B Boys State Champions a couple weeks ago. You find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. We'll be back at it on Monday. Very much looking forward to it. We'll have the Montana Basketball Hour, as well as to be determined coverage. We're still trying to figure out that second hour of Mondays. We filled it up all fall along with our good friend Marty Morinweg. But uh, we'll be, we'll have all sorts of stuff to talk about. Of course, the Final Four, and uh, we'll also have an update on spring ball and probably some more coverage leading up to Montana's spring game next week. That's Friday in Hamilton. We'll have full coverage for you at Nuanas now. And then we'll roll right into the broadcast on SWX Montana Television. And the Bobcats spring game April 23rd. So we'll be in Bozeman for that one as well. And uh, maybe we'll try to do a little collab with SWX then too. Hope you have an outstanding weekend. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.